Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hour number two to get right. We're Reg and KG on 105. Three, the fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What it do, baby? Jeffrey Carroll holding it down here for you. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line 877-881-1053. The MLB Player Poll 2023. Thoughts on various topics around Major League Baseball heading into the All-Star break, including Shohei Otani's historic first half of the Major League season. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Atatula, if you want to get at us on Twitter, we're with you until 11 o'clock tonight. In 19 minutes, we'll go around the association, get you caught up on the latest news and notes, including what could be a trade going down between the Hawks, potentially, and the Toronto Raptors. Some of the scuttlebutt happening in NBA trade wins. The Mavericks are in action right now in Summer League, down by 13 at the half to the Philadelphia 76ers hasn't been a very pretty first half. It's summer league basketball. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Mm-hmm. Unless you're, you know, Jabari Smith. Oh, no. Uh, among others. What happened? I was just showing a highlight of the summer league, and McKinley Wright had his back to the guy bringing the ball down the court on a fast break. It's like, hey, guys, uh, the number one rule on a fast break is to Fine stop the ball. Yeah, stop the ball. Don't don't let him have a straight line. Like he picked up his his defender or the team the player uh, defensive assignment. Uh-huh. The problem is you just allowed a layup. So like your defensive assignment is moot if the other guy is just laying the ball in. Anyways, summer league basketball, as I said, not really a big point. Uh, I should note that uh, your very own participant in the home run derby, Adolis Garcia, the right fielder for your Texas Rangers, falls in the first round to his homeboy, Randy Rosarena. Damn, twenty four to seventeen in favor of Randy Rosarena. I uh, just wanted to give that update just in case anybody was watching. Also, so I could do this uh, from the te- on the text line. From I'm about to say text line getting after uh, Tony Beasley. What are y'all thoughts on how Tony Beasley <laughs> threw to Garcia? The first minute they watched Beasley uh, only hit one in three in the ideal spot. And yeah, man, that was my that was what I uh, kind of saw in watching the <laughs> watching his home run derby appearance. From what I could see, it's just like look, man, and this feels familiar. I can't remember who last I remember seeing Tony Beasley throw for it, but. Tony Beasley on the BP when it goes to these uh, home run derbies. Did he throw for Seager last year? He, You know what? That might have been what it was. It was just like, it wasn't as consistent as I wanted it to be. Yeah. And I'm so, I'm like, hey, because it looked like he was throwing curveballs. 
I'm like, hey, man, you should be hitting the spot. Like, we're trying to have him hit. Well, y'all crushing Tony Beasley for his uh, his pitching performance tonight. Incredible guy. <laughs> um, Great gentleman. Really good singer, by the oh, way. Oh, really? Really good singer. Oh, did not know this. If you ain't heard Tony Beasley done karaoke, it's fun times. Fun I like times. what you're doing. You're redeeming yourself, Jeff. I see what you're doing back um, there. It's good stuff. But, yeah, yeah, it, 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 I felt like he did not give our guy the best chance to succeed, unfortunately. But, hey, it is what it is. He's still going to be an all-star starter. Shout out to the man. Uh, okay, let's get to. <laughs> Sorry, it was a couple more that came in from the 214. Beasley looks like your uncle at the get together. Shake my head. Damn. Yeah, he was ready to head back to the grill. He's like, hey, man. Hey, it's, it's, it's all star break for me, too. My chicken burner. Can we, can we get this over with? <laughs> get back over to the grill. Ain't nothing worse than that uncle, that random uncle that come up to your grill talking about he can do better than you on your own grill. Hey, if you put that, uh, that sauce on there like that, spread it around a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Flip that chicken over a little bit better. I feel the pain in your voice. Bruh. You are so sick. <laughs> I feel it. You, you Just let that hurt out. Hey, Unc, why don't you go sit out and enjoy this sun out here, okay? But you can't say it like that. You got to say it a nice way. Hey, uh, go get you a beer in there. It's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, beers yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we go. got plenty of drinks for you. Go on and take your just in there. Over, yeah. over there, away no, from over the grill. There, yeah, yeah, over, yeah, yeah. over away from the grill, exactly. Where is it? Over there, away from the grill. Um, <laughs> away from me. But uh, The Athletic, fantastic uh, publication. They do this thing in various sports. We've seen it in the NBA. We've seen it in the NFL. They'll do a player poll. Sometimes they'll do like an executive poll. But in oh, this yeah, instance, yeah. they'll do some player polls. And they end up being pretty good insights into the league uh, at hand. In this instance, it's the MLB player poll for this year. Um, and the last time that they did it, or the first one they did was in 2018. Last one I think they did was 2019 because of, you know, COVID and other instances not having access, as much access at least. Um Hey, man, we got a player poll for the 2023 uh, MLB season. And with that, the first question that was asked, if you were starting a team today, who is the very first player that you would sign? 103 respondents. Uh, survey says, KG. Uh, if all 103 didn't say Shohei Otani, we got a problem here. Not all. Uh, 46% of them said Shohei Otani. Less than half? Surprising, right? Um, now, I wonder how many players said themselves. I'm sure that there was a stipulation <laughs> that you could not vote for yourself or something. Maybe some people said their teammates. Who do you think would be outside of Shohei Otani? Who do you think is the uh, the big answer? Ooh, outside of Because Shohei dominates it, right? Like, he's just, he has a uh, plurality of the votes. Yeah. Uh, let's go with Ronald Acuna Jr. He had 9.7% of the votes. He was the second most after Otani. Before that, Aaron Judge. Fourteen and a half percent, and the other notable uh, selection, Adley Rushman, with six uh, percent of the votes. Some of the reasons why, really when they said Judge, it's like you just need that kind of guy in your lineup, right? And you know, good leadership. When it comes to Rushman, they said catcher is a hard position to find. Um, Was this before, or after uh, Ellie De La Cruz showed up? I'm guessing this is before. <laughs> I'm guessing. And then also, I, I, I'm a, I agree. With I'm you, sure yeah. this is early enough that like there's some people still hating a little bit that are like, nah, this ain't for real. Like this Ellie thing, you know, he ain't yeah, doing I might this wanna, for real. Yeah, I might want to get off that real quick. Yeah, look, we'll we'll see in the 2024 MLB player pool if they if they done come around and they're like, hey, <laughs> give me give me the give me the monster size really fast guy hitting home runs. <laughs> give me the six foot five dude that steals second, third, and home in two pitches. Yeah, let me get that one. Give me that guy. Um, and sticking with the Shohei Otani, they asked these players and 96 uh, players responded, which team do you think Shohei Otani will be playing for next season? Your answer, KG. The Texas Rangers. I love it. Not one of the answers that we're giving. No, At I'm least gonna, not one of the major answers. I'm going to go with the Dodgers. Yeah, that one. That one dominates it. Yeah. 57% oh, wow. of the respondents were like, yeah, he's going to be playing for the Dodgers. Now, the interesting thing, I, I 
I thought it was kind of interesting. Maybe maybe you think differently. Outside of the Dodgers, who do you think had the most votes? Obviously, the Dodgers dominating the field here. Um, let's go with the Yankees. No, Yankees only got six percent of the vote. The next highest total on where Shohei Otani would be playing next season is the Los Angeles Angels. I find that to be really interesting that players were like, he's either going to the Dodgers or, you know what, he probably stays. And I I found that to be interesting, especially because Shohei Otani has been, in fact, recently, I think either a couple last couple of days, he said something about, I really want to win. He's sick of this losing. And the Angels, if they're I mean, if there's a place that I feel comfortable saying that I don't I'm not strong strongly in on the idea that they can win, it's the Angels. And he he has to have seen that over the last what five seasons? This cat hitting for damn near cycle, striking out fifteen a night with a two something ERA. And catching L's. And, and catching L's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of this. Get me out of here. So outside of the, out of here. Outside of the Dodgers, Angels, Padres came in third, Mets came in fourth, and like I mentioned earlier, the Yankees came in fifth. So, Dodgers have been so disappointing this year. Yeah, I did find that interesting. The idea that maybe that's just he wants to st- people think he wants to stay in Southern California mm-hmm. and the Padres would offer him opportunity to do that while also giving him that money and in theory the opportunity to win, but they've kept spending money and not necessarily finding the winning. They've been wildly coming along with that. So yeah. Far, yeah. That's and not just this year. Last couple of years they've had some mm-hmm. disappointment in there. All right. Next question. What is the best potential expansion city? Out of 100 respondents, what what do you think uh, dominates the selections here? Potential expansion city for baseball. Uh, I'm going to go with either Charlotte, North Carolina, or Nashville. Nashville. Ding, ding, ding. 69% of the votes, Nashville. Yeah. and Nashville's I, hot right now. That's the thing that I found interesting is, like, um, amongst players, they have knew that, like, yo, there's only really one one big opportunity, which is Music City, which, I mean— it's, I think someone um, mentioned, quote, I think the only issue with them going to Nashville will be that there's so many Cards, Braves, and Reds fans in that area. Sure. Obviously, if there's a place where there's not a team, where there's a vacuum, but there's people, they will find the teams that they will attach themselves to. But uh, obviously, you bring in a new team, they have an opportunity to really latch on to them, especially if that team ends up showing up well. I just find it interesting. Nashville has like, just been such a, a growth hub when it comes to just people in general. And I guess they already have something in Vegas where there's a lot of money, so that seemed very obvious. Was there any other teams? I mean, you mentioned Charlotte. Charlotte only got 5% of the votes. The next after Nashville was Montreal, I guess, to bring back that uh, that area. But I just I don't know. Was, yeah. I don't I was, know that I'm that's going to support go properly. Back to Nashville, yeah. 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 I'm not even sure if Charlotte can support it at that high level. It seems like the, t- the team that's con- being considered for expansion that I know could support that level of baseball is Nashville. And I guess that that is shown through those votes. All right, this is one I found really interesting. The next question was asked, are the new rules good for the game? And this was scored on a scale of one to five. And they they asked about three rules in particular. Banning the shift, the bigger bases, and the pitch clock. Where do we want to where do we want to look at first and how the players felt about them? I feel like the pitch clock has had a dramatic effect on the game. Okay, so when it came to the pitch clock. The average votes on the pitch clock was a 3.7. Out of five? Out of five. Okay. So when it came down to it, the responses that were given were interesting. One respondent said, it's too fast and the operators are different. When we're on the road, I always feel like it's less time. Somebody else spoke to the idea (laughs) of- Welcome to gamesmanship on the road. Yeah, someone else spoke (laughs) to the idea is like everybody runs the clock differently. Some teams run it fast. Some teams run it slow. Some teams, as soon as the out happens, the 30-second clock starts then. Some teams wait for the ball to get all the way back in the infield before it stops. It's got its pros and cons, but overall, they think it's good. It shortens the games. It's saving our bodies, and it's saving time. 
What, what were you like? Is there anything that you find interesting about the idea that they're kind of so-so on the idea of the pitch clock right now? Uh, I thought for the pitchers, there would be more maybe complaining of getting used to not only the clock itself, but the stamina and what that looks like and how it affects them game or each time they step out, you know, for an outing because that clock is not only going to speed up your internal clock on getting, you know, the next pitch out, but also from a physical and a stamina standpoint, that can take a real toll on you as well, knowing that this is the first year that we've had these pitchers start to deal with what that looks like on how it affects their bodies and their arms. I'm glad you brought that up, how it affects the bodies. One of the respondents said this, and I quote, they would say five, but there have been a lot of pitcher injuries, and I want to see how it plays out through the whole season to see if they find a correlation between the clock and injuries. But otherwise, mm-hmm. it's great. So some people are looking at, yo, I like the effect. Just want to make sure that there's not unintended consequences. Sure. And I found that interesting. Um, how about the bases? Bigger bases. I found this interesting. 3.7 was also the average score. Mm-hmm. Kind of another one of those so-so. Uh, a first baseman said, for safety reasons, I like it. Someone else said, anything to keep us safer is great. But on the other side of it, this, this was interesting. That one that one is kind of worthless. I just think it has such minimal impact that it's not good or bad. And I was like, huh. Oh, that's not true. I don't think that's true. And then maybe this is uh, another person saying something to that person's thought. To many, too many stolen bases. The game has changed too much, which I found was really weird. Um, but then also, bigger bases have no real effect. People are stealing more, but it's not because of the bases. Which to which I ask, well, then what is it because of? And not to like that's not me trying to gotcha that that player in their response. I just wonder if it's not because of the bigger bases and the shorter distance. What is then causing you know guys yeah. to get on the base paths and try and test the waters a little bit more? I don't know. Yeah, because part of the reason that the advent of the bigger base was thought of was to encourage more base stealing. And to create more excitement on the base paths. And I think so far, we have seen that. We've seen what Ronald Acuna is doing on the base paths. Obviously, Ellie De La Cruz and what he's been doing since he's come up, you know, to the majors. But the idea that we're trying to not only create pace and more excitement, but also generate more offense as well. To keep not only the speed of the game going, but the entertainment value going as well. And teams who have been able to adjust to that. Because I've always found baseball to be more exciting when you've got runners going to, you know, for first to third on singles, the ability to manufacture runs. Action. And be able to create havoc on the base. Runs. Yeah. I mean, any, we watch sports for action. Yeah. Not just for a decider of a winner and loss, but for action. And I think that that's, that's great. Um, the shift ban was an interesting one because that one had a higher average score, 3.9. But it seemed like we had a little bit more dichotomy and thoughts. Um, and, like, the other ones, people seemed a little bit nonplussed. This one, uh, someone said if they were a left-handed pitcher or a hitter, they would care more. And... You know, conversely, someone said, uh, I love it because I'm a left-handed hitter. Um, someone else said, you see more athleticism. Obviously, as a pitcher, you're giving up more hits. But there's some people that were saying it's not – the shift isn't really changing anything. Teams are still shifting anyways, just maybe not as dramatically. Um, and, yeah, someone said they're not much for telling teams how they can or can't line up. But, yes, uh, also, I can't – I just feel like they could have done more in banning the shift. It's like It's still like it's there, but it's not. It's just not to the extremes and to the degrees that we've seen it in the past in terms of the shifts. I have been a proponent for banning shifts for a while. Uh, Again, for more offense to be able to have more excitement in the games themselves. So when that rule was finally made in terms of changing the way that the shifts look and banning, you know, certain degrees of the kind of the way that the shift looks as well, I was okay with that. So while there's still more, there's still more data to be collected on how this has been affecting 
you know, hitters themselves and the game itself, I'm fine with the rule and the way that it's been implemented because, again, more offense is more exciting for the game. So it seems like players just overall, obviously you can't make them a monolith, but if you average out the results, they're just kind of, okay. Like, it hasn't really ruffled feathers to the point of outrage and it hasn't really, you know, won supporters to the point of zealotism or I guess whatever the right word would be. Um, So, yeah, it's just okay. Finally, I want to end on this question. Should the pitch clock rule be different in the postseason? So 102 people responded. Do you think yes or no was the more prevalent answer? Different how? Um, I don't think that they specified that in the question. Okay. Um, but just like, should it be different at all? Or should it just be exactly as it is in the postseason? I would want to know more in terms of how they want it to be different in terms of either. Because I would think one of the logical things that they would talk about in terms of changing it would give it a few more seconds, maybe give it five more seconds or so. Because the pressure and everything that comes with how we live and breathe on every, you know, living down every pitch in the postseason. Uh, a few more seconds, I'm sure a pitcher would like to be able to have to make decisions um, based on the situation that they're dealing with. Look at baseball man KG getting to the heart of some of the some of the players' concerns. Yeah. Yes was predominantly the answer. 61% of the respondents said they would prefer if it was different in the postseason. Some of them going for just take it out, like let's get back to mm-hmm. like original baseball. Um, but a, a few of them said a 20-second clock would be better when seasons are the line. Maybe not. Maybe even 20 seconds all season. An yeah. opportunity to speed players up, but still mm-hmm. have it. You know, have a little bit of pace. Um, so yeah, a few people pointed to the idea of maybe having a 20-second clock um, as opposed to as opposed to you know the 15 seconds that you see. Um, and then yeah, some people were just like you know with the postseason it means so much you want the dramatic the drama and i kind of understand that idea because postseason baseball drew people it draws people and so the idea that you need it to you know keep people's you know um keep people's eyeballs keep yeah, people's attention it, yeah i don't think that that's as tough but i also understand maybe the tv product of it maybe you want to give your tv partners a more you know predictable time schedule when it comes to these games but you could actually probably do away with the pitch clock situation in the postseason and be fine, in my opinion. Yeah, that's an interesting thought because what what's time when it comes to the postseason at this point? We know we're not trying to speed up necessarily the, the speed of play for postseason purposes because we got more game, you know, a hundred more games to go. Like we're in the middle of a seven game series, so maybe that becomes limited. I did want to get to a couple texts real quick. And real quick, just yeah, the, yeah. on the other side of that, yeah. the only people that said is like the the people that said no, they don't want four hour games again. Which, sure, and then. Keep it consistent, right? If you play like this in the regular season, you want to play like that in the postseason. That makes sense. Um, folks are chiming in on the uh, the text line, 877-811-1053. A lot of them pointing out the fact as well, the limited pickoff attempts, encouraging sure. more base stealing uh, But isn't that like well. three pickoff attempts and then, you know, you have free range? Uh, is it is it two? It's two, and then if you have the third, then you better you, get, you have to get you the better get yeah, them. Yeah, get them so out like, there. I mean, yes, I'm sure that that also changed the math on it a little bit, but mm-hmm. even then, that's... I don't think that's the entire reason that you're seeing an uptake, but maybe so. Like again, I don't know that we have a particular, we have a particular um, locked in idea of why. It's probably going to take a few years for us to get an idea of mm-hmm. what is making these, uh, what is what effect these things are having. Well, Rob Manfred may hate the game of baseball. Some of the rules changes that they've uh, implemented so far have been actually pretty good this year. Working out all right. I've, I've enjoyed the way that the game has been played, uh, and the speed and the pace at which the game has been played has made for a more exciting brand. Of baseball. Those are some uh, MLB player poll questions being answered here on your home of the Rangers 105 through the fan. Of course, we were at the all-star break where your Texas Rangers have six all-stars. Unfortunately, Adolis Garcia did not advance in this year's home run derby, losing to Randy Arozarena in the first 
round. It's the Get Right or Educate G right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, we go around the association. Is this trade brewing between the Raptors and the Hawks that the Mavericks should get involved in? We'll talk about it next on the Get Right. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Back here on the Get Right, or Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. About to go around the association. Kevin Gray, Reginald Latatula, Jeffrey Carroll holding it down for you here. It's MLB Home Run Derby Night in Seattle. And when I tell you the hometown kid putting on a show, my goodness, Julio Rodriguez, J-Rod as they like to call him in Seattle, 32 bombs, and he's still got a minute left <laughs> to hit in his first round. He's going up against Pete Alonzo in the Home Run Derby, and Julio Rodriguez is putting on an absolute clinic so far at the Home Run Derby ahead of the Midsummer Classic tomorrow. Unfortunately, Adolis Garcia was not able to get out of the first round as he lost to his good buddy, Randy Arozarena, where Adolis only hit 17 home runs. The only thing that I, I dislike about the format, and I, I mean, I lar- like the format by and large, right? It's just you see a performance like this in the first round, and we get the second round, and that don't matter for nothing, right? Like, you got to come over. here and hit these home runs again. Yep. Um, that being said, like, okay, cool. I You have to hit more home runs for me, the viewer? Love it, right? But... um. <laughs> I imagine how you could be a little salty if you 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 know if you used up all the home runs in the first round, you get in the second round and end up losing. How that could be a little uh, frustrating. Fun to watch though, really fun. And who boy, he just keep hitting these home runs, don't he? Yeah, yeah, Julio. Yeah, it's a it's like I said, it's a show right now in Seattle. The hometown kid putting on for his home city. We'll let you know how Pete Alonso responds uh, if he can, because at this point, it's gonna he's gonna hit a bazillion home runs in the first round. 
Let's go around the association though, right here on the get right as the Mavericks continue their summer league action. They have been awfully dreadful tonight. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say awful. He was like, no, nah, I had to, I had to dress up dreadful. Dreadful yeah, was not good yeah, enough. Yeah. Emphasis on That's nasty dreadful. Uh, they're down by 15 as we get ready to go to the fourth quarter. Let me just let you know how awful it's been so far. Derek Lively, who performed, I thought, pretty well in the uh, the first game for them against Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, not bad. You you saw some of the high points uh, of his game. Mm-hmm. Uh, my man is uh, has played 17 minutes tonight. Yeah, he's a negative 18. Uh, meanwhile, Omax Prosper played 19 minutes. Not much better. Negative 16. He's got uh, 11, or excuse me, five points. The surprise, though, has been Jaden Hardy. He's been, yeesh. Uh, 24 minutes tonight. Two of 10, 11 not, points. Not what you want. That's one of the tough things about young players also, especially someone like Jane Hardy. He can get in here and fill it up. Consistency is the name of the game when you end up being one of, especially like a six-man, right? As you're kind of hoping that he will grow into the idea of being like six-man scorer off the bench. The idea of coming off the bench, there it's, it's, it's overlooked sometimes, but Whenever we call on you, it's like being a pinch hitter. you got to be able to d- deliver in that instance, and that requires a level of consistency that we haven't entirely seen from Jaden Hardy. We know he has the capability, but I need to know that anytime I call your number, you're going to be able to do that when I need you to. And so I think that's some of the d- development that we're hoping to see from Hardy over time, and particularly in this summer league. Well, the Mavericks could possibly help themselves out at center if they decide they want to try to get involved with a particular trade uh, that's being reported as maybe developing some legs. Mark Stein, of course, of Substack, uh, covering the entire association. In his latest piece, in his Monday musings, saying that another suitor and contender has emerged as a possible uh, trading partner with the Toronto Raptors for Pascal Siakam. Oh, they're finally deciding to trade him? Maybe. The Raptors actually deciding to move? Maybe. Okay, so I'm not sure if I believe it yet. Well, the idea being that the Indiana Pacers have emerged as a team that could be a serious contender to trade for Pascal Siakam. To which I say, okay, that's interesting. All right. Um, Because we have heard the rumor that the Hawks have also been in hot pursuit of getting Pascal Siakam. Oh, so there might be a market out here. There might be. Assuming that the Raptors actually want to trade him, because that's been the problem, right? There's the, that's the, the issue There's hasn't the been people who are interested in Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam has been an all-NBA type player um, in this league, all-defense type player, where teams would like that kind of player. The problem is the Raptors have consistently been in this place where they're like, no, nah, we're not ready to tear this down. We're trying to go and win. And we're all looking around like, you sure? But if they get to that place... That's when it gets interesting because now one thing I know about Masai Ujiri, he's trying to win the trade. And if there's multiple teams that are actively in a place to try and trade, he's going to drive that price to where it needs to be. And I think that could be helpful for the Mavs in a very particular way. KG, I think you're going to lay some of this out. Yeah. So with the the Pacers being, you know, emerging as a legitimate trade contender for Siakam, the, the Hawks, as I mentioned, have been pursuing Siakam for since last month's NBA draft. Could the Mavericks possibly find themselves getting involved in this a possible three-team trade? Here's why I bring this up, because if you're the Hawks and you're pursuing Siakam, 
all right, you got a massive contract already on the books, you know, with DeJounte Murray. You obviously had Trey Young there. You just moved off of John Collins, but you still got Clint Capella there, and you may need to clear some salary in order to make the Siakam thing happen because, oh, that's right, Pascal Siakam is owed $38 million in the final year of his deal. Yes, he's on an expiring contract, but again, to the tune of $38 million. And even then, expiring contract, if you if you trade it for him, you want to sign him. That's not He's not the type of player that you get as an expiring contract so that you can bid him adieu at the end of the season. No, no, no. You want to trade uh, for him in order to sign him and have him as a part of your team. But yeah, so that does leave an opportunity for the Mavs. And this is the place in which the Mavs probably have left to operate in this offseason is trying to piggyback on one of the major trades that should happen, right? We still are un- waiting for the idea and the, uh, the the idea of the Dame trade to come through. We're still kind of looking at the idea of maybe, just maybe, the Sixers actually trade James Harden. Trading players that big, as you mentioned, with big salaries means that this, this gets a little touchy because... One team is going to want certain certain things, and the other team is going to want certain things, and maybe those things don't exactly line up. So you need other teams to help facilitate it. And the Mavs have some things that they would like to do that they could help facilitate, which is get off some contracts, which is salary to help match, or maybe you know acquire some capital or what have you. So this is where the creativity the Mavs have shown this offseason can also uh, demonstrate himself, itself in another place. So that could be something that the Mavericks get themselves involved in if they want to creatively go after Clint Capella, which we know they have been strongly interested in. And someone who I talked to today with the Mavericks. Oh, look at sources. Well, I mean, they they like they like Capella. They do like Capella a lot. It makes sense. Like, I mean, not to say that you duh, but like it makes sense. Yeah. That is a guy who has been a defensive center. He's been able to block shots. He's been able to, uh, at his best, been able to kind of stay in front of guys that are smaller than him so if he ends up on a switch you don't feel like oh man we're screwed you know but then also an incredible role player right when it comes to and when I say role I don't mean like in his role but I mean like pick and roll like he's been very good in those situations when we talk about screening and rolling and what's a player that likes to play the pick and roll I don't know have you heard of a guy maybe wearing 77 for the Mavericks does he yeah, enjoy yeah. the pick and roll? yeah so he fits very well with the profile of what the Mavs need, and he's done that at a high level for a long period of time to where you can be consistent, you, you can know for sure that he's able to do that. Would be a great get. It would be a coup if they can pull it off. It's just, will the circumstances arise for them and give them the opportunity to jump in on that? I think one of the things that I was really illustrative uh, from the Mavs and for Nico Harrison after draft night on this very uh, station on the KNC Masterpiece, he talked about. The idea that, you know, they just kind of went through and played through a lot of, you know, kind of like game theory of a lot of different situations that could happen. And so when the situation did arise, they were ready to jump on it. And I wonder if they've kind of used that same MO to be prepared for any any trade situation that pops up and being able to insert themselves in there and get some value out of it. Speaking of a trade scenario that we hope sees at some point come to fruition, uh, Joe Cronin, the Blazers general manager, he talked today. And among other things, they introduced uh, Jeremy Grant and Matisse Thibel with their new contract. Shout out Matisse Thibel for getting his bag from the Portland Trailblazers after the Mavericks pushed the Blazers to match uh, for uh, Matisse Thibel, which they did. But Joe Cronin talking about the Damian Lillard situation, the quote of the day from him, quote, with regard to a Damian Lillard trade, if it takes months, 
It takes months, end quote. To which I said, oh, so Dame finna about to get out of here. He about to get out of here. What makes, days, you, which makes you think that that's what he meant in hearing that statement? From what it sounds like from Dame and his people, namely his agent, it's Miami or nowhere. So whatever package that the Miami Heat feel is good enough to present to the Blazers, at some point the Blazers are going to take it because what's going to encourage teams to try and trade for Damian Lillard if he's making it? It sounds like very explicit and very clear that there is one destination that he wants to go to because we've heard reports that Boston is a no for him. Other teams basically are a no for him. It's Miami or nowhere, it feels like, for Damian Lillard. Well, okay, so this is the interesting thing about that. I hear the general idea that you don't want an unhappy star player. And the tough thing about it is that he has, he has what, two years on his deal? So it's not like he has a lot of time. But you could very easily just be like, no, we, we are going to wait. Or, and this is the thing about Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard has not really existed as a player who has bucked the trend or, like, bucked, you know, kind of mm-hmm. the thoughts of, you know, what is right or what is, you know, good business or whatever. He's been a team player for his 11 years in the league or what have you. You mean to tell me that if he, if some team owns his rights for two years that he's going to get out here and break bad? I could, maybe, but, like, history tells us Dame is usually you know a good sport in these situations so I hear you right I understand why a team would have trepidation if you got some uh cojones huevos I don't know what other mm-hmm. uh different euphemisms we could use there and say we would like to try and we'll see and maybe just maybe he'll be all right he'll probably show up to work and it'll be fine I could see how you get to that place on top of that it does not behoove Portland to just like acquiesce this is this is the leverage that they have left, considering that Dame has taken away the ad, the additional leverage of like really working the market. Is that we we can wait until we get the type of deal that we want. So this is all that it, that's really I don't want to say all, but this is a large part of what they have left in their bag, and I understand them using it like time. You're the one who needs to get this player as soon as possible. So let us know. Well, here's I think what's interesting about the team that Dame is choosing to go to. Guess who doesn't have a problem waiting them out. Pat Riley doesn't have a problem waiting you out because Riles is on the belief. He and this organization was on the belief that, look, we'll just wait for Dane. We believe and firmly believe that he wants to come here. And when he does, we'll be right here waiting for him to say that he wants to come. And that's what's kind of played out at this point. For me, I guess I'm over Portland and the whole Dane situation myself because I looked at some of the quotes today from Cronin and what he had to say. And the Blazers, to me, are a goofy organization. What makes you say that? Okay, so here is what else, you know, Cronin had to say, saying that while he was looking to upgrade the roster over the past 18 months, the best moves at the draft the past two years were taking, you know, Shaden Sharp and Scoot Henderson instead of trades. He added that Anthony Simons, uh, they and Anthony Simons will be win-now players very soon. To which I heard, in my mind, uh, just say you're rebuilding. Because Anthony Simon, Scoot Henderson, and Shaden Sharp, it's going to still be a little bit for those three individuals to turn into win-now players. Just say you're rebuilding and move on. Because it sounds like you've been in between a rock and a hard place about deciding whether or not to blow the thing up or try to stay in a place where you're appeasing Dame to try and keep him here when, in reality, this organization has been spinning its wheels for a few years now, it feels like. I think also one thing to consider is like not every team can really get in the bag of just, okay, well, we can be bad. 
And I wonder if Portland as a as a market allows uh, it. So unless not, they decide to like Washington this season was like we're gonna be bad. And we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna blow it up. We're gonna yeah. be bad. Yeah, I mean they didn't they didn't have a lot of choices. But I yeah. think also like this kind of is them dictating to other teams. This is what we want back in the package when it comes to we want players that can help us because it's quite possible that they're in a situation where like we can't afford to oh, go into the tank. We can't afford to think that we're just going to be in the tank for a season or two or three, and that's fine. Like maybe they're like we got to try and bounce bounce up quicker in order to do that. Getting talented players that have some veteran experience might be helpful, or it could just be all, uh, all a whole bunch of whole bunch of rigmarole. It could be all that. And it could be posturing, and it probably is posturing in some ways as well. That's what I feel like. The tough is. thing about it is the Heat only have what they have. Like they don't have much more of a better package. It's a, it's an okay package, and they're gonna of, wait them out. And so I think some of this is like, what can we get other teams to then put in, or what can we make the Heat go out and look for from other teams to try and facilitate a deal to make it better. This is the, they're negotiating through the media too. I think the prevailing thought is he'll wind up with the Heat. It's just a matter of when, not if. That's right. <laughs> At this particular point. It's a little trip around the association here on the latest news and notes in the association right here on the get right. Uh, the Mavericks have made uh, what amounts to be a pretty good comeback right now. Woo! Summer League comeback for a win, maybe. Uh, Jaden Hardy's been at the spearhead of that here in the fourth quarter uh, as they're down by five on the Mavericks with 535 left in the uh, fourth quarter. Get your buckets, young man. <laughs> He's been getting a lot of shots up in order to do it, too. Uh, coming up next here on the Get Right, what would you do with time freed up from not watching sports? Let us know on the text line 877-881-1053. We do it next on the Get Right. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Okay, somebody was really in their bag with these uh, with these beds here. Talk to boss man, Gavin wow. Spittle. Even my wife would appreciate some of the music she's heard tonight. Yeah, I, I didn't know this. I didn't know that the boss man was listening to Doja Cat and stuff. <laughs> That's what I was like. I was like, does he know who the, who this artist is? Who put this out here? All right, shout out to Doja Cat. Uh, it's the Get Right Reggie KG right here on 105 through the. Can't fan. forget, boss man, radio man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't realize he was like a, a music head like this. I didn't either. Maybe he's not. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> okay, wait. On a scale of one to ten, is Spittle more of a music head, or he just thought the beat sounded good, and he's like, oh, let's play this. I don't know if either one of those is the thing. He he <laughs> he might have been on the top 40. Like, hey, what's popping? <laughs> mm-hmm. Although Janet Jackson ain't currently on the top 40. Nope. That sounds like that's something that he would be jamming. That sounds like that's something oh. that was, I was about to say, in his iPod, but I don't know. He'd be like, what is he? An iPod? Anyways. Is that what you did? Is that what you went with? Yeah. <laughs> At Kevin Gray Sports at Reg Atatula, where apparently Spittle listens to an iPod. I didn't know those still existed for the kids out there. 
Jeff, did you know those still existed? Do they exist? Some people still holding on to their iPods. 877-811053. Do you have an iPod? Ooh, don't don't let me down. Don't let me down. Do Texas. you have an iPod? Because he feels so strong about this that I said something crazy. If y'all running around with iPods in 2023, we need to have a chat. Please let me know you still got that silverback or that nano somewhere. Come on, help me out, Texas. Nano? Wow, you you you. I were, started with silverback. How did know, nano? How did saying, nano scare you? Well, nano was what resonated me. Oh, okay. Uh, what was the uh, the iPod? Uh, not the um, the touch eye touch. No, no, no. IPod the, touch. the little square one that had the little video in it. Is that the? Um, oh, damn it! What's the name of these? That's how much I forgot about them. Okay, very good. From nine four zero, I still got my original iPod. Thank you. With LimeWire. Thank you. What? Thank you. Appreciate your text line for always showing up for me. I appreciate y'all. What, what Twitch got to say? You know Twi- and Twi- a Twitch. EJL Viking got one in the junk drawer. It's a collector's item. It, wait, wait where is that? Where is it? Where is that? And, and what is drawer. it? And what is it? Collector's item. That's right. Okay, but they're some, not actively using it. Some people still got them. Some people still plug them in every once in a while. Nine seven two absolutely still have my iPod and use it when I run to avoid having my phone. Thank in my you. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Thank you. the iPod Shuffle. Shuffle didn't right. have a video screen on it. Well, did one of them do? Well, one uh, of them had the uh, I don't video think the Shuffle screen. had a video screen on it. Uh, Jeff, do you, have, do, you, do you even know what that is? Yeah, I had an iPod in high school. In when? In high school. Oh, man. Damn it. Oh, you, you about to have an I'm 36 moment? I just did. Oh, boy. How old are you? I bet you can't guess. That's not the question. Yeah, that was rude. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're I not playing know, an I impromptu game here. <laughs> Everybody thinks that I'm younger than I am, and so hopefully my age will make you feel better. I'm 27. Nope. <laughs> well, good try. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks for, for the trying, though. I appreciate the try, though. I'm like 0 for 2 tonight. I'm just missing. No, you're doing great. You're doing fantastic. Um, by the way, this was not the topic that we were going to get into here, but uh, people have clearly- Yeah, so, but the topic did sp- uh, spawn out of just something, you know. I guess you could be listening to an iPod if you're, you know. Yeah, no, it just spawned out of something friendly like this. Like I uh, had a a couple of friends from college that got married recently. Oh, that was that was that was the day that I was off, and you, I believe, oh. did, did you do the you know the show by yourself that, that four night? hour show by myself? I don't know if that was the one, but one of those days I was it know, June first. It was a Friday. No, it was after that. It was June ninth. Okay. Um, and they got married, and they just you know got their 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 you know grown up married apartment, and so we had a housewarming. Oh, very nice. And so we were hanging out and, you know, our friends were just talking about all the TV shows and books and, you know, dinners that they, you know, different restaurants they visited. And I'm like, dang, I don't be doing none of that. I wonder, I wonder why. Oh, because I'm watching sports all the time. That's why I'd be at the house watching sports, whether it's like in the off season, I'm watching something. In fact, just this weekend or, or not. Yeah. Just this weekend, I had a little bit of a sicko moment where I was like, damn, I really miss having soccer on the weekends. Like Saturday, Sunday mornings because uh, the Premier League is not on. I understand. You can tell me that, you know, MLS is going on. And, yeah, I'll, I'll dip in every <laughs> once in a while. Uh, but, no, I was just like, yo, I'm watching sports all the time. And I thought to myself, what would I do if I had more time with just like not watching sports? Almost like, you know, when we in uh, when Rudy Gobert did that dumb thing and shut down the world. Um, and we had mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we didn't mm-hmm. have a lot of live sports, and there was just more time. I found myself walking to the store and buying groceries and cooking dinners every night and doing like reading more. And I was like, what would I do if I had more time? All that time back from that I spent typically spent watching sports. So I wanted to get you guys' answer and your answer on the text line 877-881-1053. Let's see here. Um <laughs> Uh, from 940, we use our iPods on long road trips. There you go. Okay. Um, from the 972, my wife still uses hers. Um, 
has her dad's old music on there. There you oh, go. Wow, okay. Look, man, some people bought, remember, some iTunes, when you bought songs, I like some, some people was like, I bought this. I bought these songs. I'm keeping these songs. <laughs> Please understand, like, the original NFTs, I'm keeping these songs. Not the original NFTs. <laughs> Uh, but what about you, K? Because KG, you are always watching some some sports, some other, and you got a whole wife and child and sure responsibilities yeah. and stuff, and you still be watching these sports. Like, what would you be doing if you had some of that time back? Um, watching more of my favorite TV shows. The Rassle. Uh, I do make time for that. Okay. Um, but the He's bear- like, don't worry about it. The sports ain't stopping this show. Yeah, yeah. Not, 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 not my pro wrestling. Uh, I try to because. There are certain things that I get certain enjoyment from that I need to recharge sure. myself in professional wrestling. Completely and watch makes sense. You know, uh, gives me some of that. Um, but I would probably be doing a little bit more reading. Um, mm. I enjoy reading books, and there's a couple of books that I still have not uh, been able to finish as of yet that I need to finish, would like to finish. Same. Uh, but more so would be uh, watching. Like the other night, I found myself up to almost 1 o'clock in the morning because I was watching uh, Ocean's Eleven. And then the channel that I was watching, and I think it was either TNT or E or whatever it was, I had the nerve to put on Ocean's 13 next. And then you were like, I got to stay. I, I can't not watch this. I, can't, I can't not watch Ocean's 11 and then not watch Ocean's 13. Rest in peace to Bernie Mac. Um, so Chicago legend. Bernie Mac is so good, man. Uh, apparently, Hank Hill is texting in from the 214. My mm. yard would be looking spectacular if there were no sports. I respect it. Mm. Uh, from the 972, if I wasn't spending so much time playing games for my YouTube channel, I would be working more on model trains. Interesting. Like, oh, very nice. I feel like hobbies. I Just like, like that. That's a nice, cool, cool hobby there. From the 682, I'd, I'd uh, anime binge if sports wasn't an option. Okay, so just taking that to another another passion. A, a lot of people kind of translating watching to different watching. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Um, let's see. Somebody said bump and grind, making more babies. Okay. Fair enough. Um <laughs> that's an elite text uh they get the elite clap text from, from the, there. uh from that same 92 they were 972 they were also talking about like ho- other hobbies like playing pool when was the last time you just went to a pool home oh man pool? that's a great question like that's that was that's such a fun time or go to a bar and like play darts that's such a good time that i haven't done very much i haven't played recently. pool in a long time my is bowling like i would probably do a lot more bowling i've i've made a little time to do that every once in a while but that is Bowling is like an elite activity because it's it's good, great date activity. Yes, very great much so. family activity. Mm-hmm. Great hangout with some friends activity. Like, I, is there a time where bowling does not like work? Bowling, I don't know why. It's just like a great American pastime. It's a universally good time for you know for just any kind of activity. But yeah, it can be it's versatile among. I'm gonna people. have my next birthday party at a bowling alley. Oh, that'd be dope, actually. Yeah, we sending it back. Wings, pizza. By the way, bowling alley. These bowling alleys are getting like really elaborate, brother. Like. Was it pin stack? Yeah. Uh, strike reel uh, one, off of George Bush turnpike. There's like, one called bowling barrel, and it bowling barrel. Yeah, man, it, it looks it looks real artisan, artisanal. Oh, really? Yeah, and the price is artisanal too. Uh, don't worry about that part. <laughs> um, but yeah, y'all getting fancy with the bowling out here these days. Uh, this Rangers. <laughs> there you go, nine four zero. Uh, for the other nine four zero, if not for sports and fishing, I might have a wife and kids. Oh. You oh. know what? Like spending oh, more wow. time with people is completely fair, and I that understand sports. Sports does offer you the opportunity to spend time with people. I, but like I was saying, like I was hanging with some friends, and they like sports, but they're less sportsy, significantly less sportsy. Where it's just like sports is an event every once in a while, as opposed to like a constant diet in their in their lives. And so, like 
Yeah, they, they end up like going for hikes and spending time with other folks. And I'm like, oh, I don't do that as much. I probably should. I probably should make more time to be with other folks, even if I'm watching sports with them. Um, Let's see. Somebody said uh, from the 817, I start my own garden, have fresh herbs and vegetables for cooking. Just oh, cooking, wow. cooking more. Like I found myself. When there's when there's like a, oh man I got to get back home there's a there's a ranger game on tonight or I got to get back home there's a uh, there's a Mavs game on tonight if I want to do something I got to get my workout in I got to cook dinner before that game starts so I can mm-hmm. sit down and watch it like yeah if there was not that on having the whole evening to like be able to not do something under under the gun under hurry but just be able to spend some time um, somebody said they're on the patio right now with the patio umbrella that they purchased and just kind of getting right from the yeah. I see that because they're like, look, I'm trying to put this dog on patio together. <laughs> hey, and but sometimes that's right what it tonight. is. That's right. Just, just cooling back and relaxing. Cigar, maybe chilling, relaxing. Not even not doing anything in particular is an answer too. Just sitting back, relaxing. This time of year, listening to the crickets or whatever on the, you know, just something like that. I, I just find that interesting. What, what could I be doing instead of just sitting here being mad that Derek Lively sets wild screens? <laughs> Uh, apparently, Will Chambers is texting in. More cigars and good old Kentucky bourbon. That's definitely Will Chambers. <laughs> if that's not Will Chambers, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> um, but no, uh, Jeff, would you, what would you be doing if you weren't watching uh, sports all the time? Uh, I think I had kind of three things that came to my mind. Obvious ones, spend more time with my wife. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Secondly, I would actually commit to doing a TV and uh, film podcast something that i've been Ooh, oh okay that's an interest for you yeah it's a big interest for me it's, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make that a segment somehow <laughs> yep mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. yeah it's a million people are doing it gotta find a way to make yourself stand out um my wife's been very encouraging just need to again just gotta commit um and then uh hiking i you know i want to spend more time outside obviously this unbearable heat makes that difficult but i really do think that the world is a beautiful place and nature is a really great place to be and it can really help you clear your head especially when everything's so busy all the time yeah that's a great point hey, i man. like that yeah man i like that have you ever tried hiking at 9 p.m apparently it's only 90 degrees don't pay attention to Red. <laughs> don't don't even worry about him don't worry about him uh y'all let those continue to flow in on the text line 877-81-1053 uh, from the 817 no sports maybe play uh pickleball in this terrible heat yeah sometimes wow. you make bad decisions because there's not sports but you know sometimes some of them are good <laughs> like actually play sports interesting uh, it's to get right or educate you right here on 105 through the fans. Something rare just happened. What's that? The Mavericks won a summer league game. Okay. They won 111 103. I thought it made it, I made it very clear. I don't care if they win or lose summer. Well, league it's games. kind of a big deal because they didn't win a single one last year, and that was like a goal of theirs. Like, and hey, that's that's why they didn't make the playoffs. Like, what are we doing? It doesn't matter. No, of course not. I'm just saying they wanted to do something that they didn't do last year, other than make the playoffs, not make the playoffs. Uh, which was actually win a summer league game, and they did it. So congratulations, Jared Dudley. I love this from the two one four. Also, if there were no sports, my boss would probably appreciate me a lot more. Tough to explain taking days off for attending Stars away playoff games <laughs> and midday Ranger games. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, let me help you. Awesome. Out. Let me help you out here. Two one four. They don't need to know all that. They don't need to know all that. <laughs> and if they did need to know it, you let them know. I'm going to support my local teams, and they're better for it. Or, I got to go to the dentist. Good call. Thanks. Good call. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's, that's elite. Mm-hmm. Elite mm-hmm. response. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up next here on the Get Just Right. Just always at the dentist. Teeth looking great. <laughs> White as snow. 
Uh, it is List Week on the Get Right. List Week, baby. There we go. List, list Week. Yep, yep, yep. Words. Uh, top 10 most intriguing players going into the NFL next year. Next on the Get Right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.